If you know, the last two weeks we've been talking about the role of the church, God's master plan for the church. And right here is where we laughed off last week. He gave himself to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. If you haven't noticed, church, I'm kind of on a mission to, to win the church. We've got to win the church before we can go out and win the lost. That's right. Have you ever heard, have you ever been on an airplane and the, you know, they always tell you that if there's a loss in cabin pressure and George, George Carlin says the roof flies off, you know, it's not going to be good if there's a loss of cabin pressure. But if there's a loss of cabin pressure, the oxygen masks drop and you've got to put them on your face and whether they're moving or not, you're getting oxygen. But they always say, put it on you first. Why? Because you can't help somebody if you're dead. What help are you if you're dead? Mamas, get it on you first, because we know you're going to take care of your babies, but you can't take care of your babies if you're dead. And church, we cannot go out here and function if we're not alive, if we're not filled up, if we're not in the right place. We've got to be in the right place. Let me tell you, you're in the right place. The Lord's called you to the church. Church is not dead. Church is not over. Church will never end. The Lord's coming back for the church. The world wants to think the church is drying up. No, it's not. We're about to catch our greatest wave that we've never, never been on before. It's scriptural. And I, I don't know if you know, but try, try to prove this wrong. It's not wrong. Everything in it has been coming true. Everything. God's word will come true. So, we, we see here in verse 11, some are called to be, uh, go back if you don't mind, just for a second, let me go back. Apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. I went over what these are last time, but if we look at verse 12, it says, For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The King James, and we're reading from the New King James, the King James says, For the perfecting of the saints for the work of of the ministry, back to verse 12 if you don't mind, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. So, in the King James it says, I'm going to say this again, for the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry, but in the original text there was no punctuation in this. Blake, do you mind, I'm going to get you to jump just for a second, go, go to the same scripture in King James and put it up there for me. For the perfecting of the saints, comma, for the work of the ministry. There we go. In the original text, there was no punctuation of any type, and the placement of punctuation falls to the sole discretion of the translator. Sometimes even a comma will throw you off. I want to read this to you a little bit differently. As though it would say, these commas before saints... Uh, between the words saints and for shouldn't be there. And if you look, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Put that whole sentence together. For the perfecting of the saints and the work of the ministry. No, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. One thing. Pastor, you're, you're stretching. No, this is from the original text. There is no comma. So we are equipped... For the work of the ministry. What ministry is that? 
the edifying of the body of Christ. It's Jesus Christ's ministry. Do you remember? These gifts were being given are the gifts of Christ. So, if we rephrase this, for the equipping of the believers to do their job. In other words, these five ministries do not do all the work, but they equip the believers to do the work of the ministry. They equip the believer. It's quite different from the accepted view of, like I've said, the paid professional minister that does all the work in the church. That's not the intention that Christ had for the church. It is to equip you to do the work of Christ. And he's equipped me. He's equipped us. I believe that the truly successful ministers are the ministers that can withdraw and leave the believers to carry on the ministry together. We can reach more than I can reach. Again, let's use God's math. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand. Unfortunately, today, it seems like America is dependent upon human ministry. One man preaches, organizes ministers, while the members of the congregation sit passively as spectators, never trained or motivated to develop their own ministry. I don't have a, you may say, I don't have a ministry. Exactly. You, you do have a ministry, you just haven't stepped into it yet. Just think, church is not one hour on Sunday. That, that's, that's the mold that we've allowed ourselves to fall into. You are the church. Church goes on 24-7 whether you know it or not. Church goes with you out of here. You take the church to work. Now whether or not the church shows up is another story. Right? The second purpose of these ministries, the first was the equipping, but the second half of this verse is for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. The church of Jesus Christ is not a static condition. It is not to remain the same. It is not to not live and breathe and grow. It's moving toward three specific goals. If we look at verse 13, it starts with till. This indicates something's coming. You see this, that we've been equipped for the edifying of the body of Christ till we come. We are going somewhere. Something's coming till we all come into the unity of the faith. Into the unity of the faith. If we went back to verse 3 in this chapter, you can see that we are in the unity of the Spirit, but we are not yet in the unity of the faith. We are coming into it. The church is still far from the unity of the faith. The problem is every church, every preacher has its own version of the truth. Have you noticed that the church is starting to look a lot more similar? 
15, 20 years ago, you could go to one or two churches in this town, maybe, and hear contemporary praise and worship. Now you hear it in every church. Even the more traditional churches, you will hear some, some of the same similar songs. They're probably sang differently. I guarantee you we sing songs differently than they sing them. But are you starting to notice that the entire church is starting to look the same? What is this? This is right. This isn't the Antichrist. This is Christ. We start to worry that when we become one world, one money, one denomination, yes, the Antichrist, look out. But when the church starts to look the same, let me tell you, the, full, the, the end of times is coming. It's what we're looking for is when we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Another way to read this is, and us all acknowledging the Son of God. It's by acknowledging Jesus Christ that we are brought into unity. And salvation is completely dependent upon acknowledging Jesus as Savior. Salvation, and you're going to see this Sunday, salvation is solely based upon our acknowledgement of Jesus Christ as our Lord. That's the only way we're saved. There's no other way. Regardless of what the world may teach, and even sometimes the church may teach, there is no other way but by Jesus Christ. There is no other way to healing except by the acknowledgement of Jesus Christ. It's completely dependent upon knowing Jesus as healer. As we acknowledge Jesus in each area of his person and ministry, he becomes the center of our unity. Isaiah 52 shows us this restoration of this unity. It says, Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together they shall sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. The bringing again of Zion is the time of restoration of God's people in which we're living. The watchmen are those who are open to the Holy Spirit and what the Lord's doing. And I want you to notice, they're going to sing together. Their voices together. They're going to see eye to eye in harmony, in single vision. You know, 20 years ago, I couldn't have ministered with other pastors and churches of other denominations. Even going over to the Presbyterian church, it, would, it, wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have ever even been thought of. Um, you know, the Assemblies of God, Pentecostal or Church of Christ, you know, the, the walls are coming down. Our church tonight, our youth tonight are at Trinity Assemblies youth program at a big band gathering. You know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have happened. The walls are coming down. Amen. And you know, the walls are coming down to the church being available to the sinner. Before, the sinners had to come find the church. Well, it's changed. The church has got to go find the sinners. They're not coming in in droves anymore. We've got to go get them. It says the harvest. There's all this harvest, but nobody will go get it. 
That's where these fivefold ministries comes in. We've got to get, we've got to see eye to eye. We've got to start coming into the unity. We've got to start coming into the unity of the Lord. As we come into this unity, we can begin to see the second goal of the church. It says, unto a perfect man. I feel like this is matured. A better translation is perfect. You remember how it said, what did it say? Let's go back. Uh, Blake, bring that back up for me. I think it was verse 13. Unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, mature man. This means we're no longer infants. This means we need to grow up spiritually. Are you still where you were 10 years ago? Are we still where we were 10 years ago as a church? And then again here in verse 13, it says, The measure of the stature of the fullness of of Christ. The third goal, the word fullness indicates completeness. In the sense the church would be able to completely represent Christ in his person and in his ministry. I believe as we start to come into the unity of Christ, as we start to come together as one, seeing eye to eye, I believe we're going to start seeing more healings. I believe we're going to start seeing more marriages restored. I believe we're going to start seeing more people have breakthrough, dramatic breakthrough. Why? Because all of a sudden, the function of Jesus that he left us with is going to start happening in the church. And do you know where Jesus went? Miracles followed. Can I just, can I just mess with your theology just for a minute? The fullness of time has not come. Tongues haven't ceased. Healings haven't ceased. Healings will cease when nobody's sick. The, the, the time we don't need a Savior, the time, we, the time that we're restored, that we're with God, we're always going to need a Savior. That probably came out wrong. But until Jesus comes back, we're going to need Him. And we're going to need Him in our fullness, in His fullness. But I believe as the church, if we start to really find our place in these fivefold ministries, in this place here in the church, you know, it talks about every, every joint is so important. You are so important. I can't express to you how important each and every one of you are in this church, this church, this one. How important you are here. Pastor, I don't feel important. Good. Good. We've got to find your place because you are important. You're not just important, you're vital. You're vital to our city. You're vital to the kingdom of God. You're vital to Christ and Him to us coming into the unity of Christ as a church. And when we do, I believe we are going to see the prophets begin to speak the absolute manifest word of God. I believe we're going to start seeing the evangelist I believe we're going to have to run people, and not run people off, but they're just going to come. You know, when the evangelist is flowing, the sinner comes. That's the ministry of Christ. Jesus wasn't holding up a sign saying, I'm going to be preaching down here next week, y'all come. No, that gifting in him, that evangelist in him, drew, drew people to him. It was God. People didn't know why they were there. Well, maybe there'll be a fish fry. There's going to be. You know what I've heard? I heard he's feeding people. Well, let's go. Maybe we'll get fed. That's what the Lord said. 
I'm not just going to give you the water that's going to make your, your, your body feel good. I'm going to give you the water that's going to stay with you the rest of your life. Can you imagine? That is where the church has dried up. The, the church has lost its effectiveness. Why? They've lost the ministry of Christ. Am I shaking you up a little bit? I'm not trying to. I'm trying to waken you up a little bit. When we start to operate under the, under the power of God and under His full ministry, I'm telling you, we're going to see power. Why don't we see power? Is it because God's asleep? No, God's not asleep. He's ready. He's ready now. What's God's plan for the church? There is another plan, but it's the wrong plan. There's the devil's alternative, which we are warned here in verse 14. Let's read this, verse 14. It says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with the wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. What does that sound like? Does that not sound like Sunday? What I was talking about Sunday, the, that, that gospel that's not of another? Go back if you don't care. Verse 14. That we should no longer be children. Church, he's talking to the church. Tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of the deceitful plotting. We're, we're at a state where we want somebody just to tell us how to feel good. Tell us how to be prosperous. Tell us how to come out of the hole we're in. Leave the repentance and the stuff that makes me change out of it. Just give me the thing I want. Give me my McDonald's fries with a lot of salt and hot. Don't tell me what's in it. Don't tell me what effect it's going to have on, on me. Just give me what I want. And a Big Mac. And just go ahead and throw a Diet Coke in there with it. I'll feel good about myself with the Diet Coke. Diet Coke's going to kill you too. I drink Diet Coke's. It's okay. It's not good either. What's God's plan? He says, be, not, be no more children. He means babies. Babies are sweet when they're six months old. But if he acts the same way when he's six years old, it's tragic. This is called developmentally delayed. We can either grow up or we can be developmentally delayed. That's what he's saying here. Church, you're behind. You're still acting like a child. We need to grow up. And what happens when we don't grow up? We're tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Those who are developmentally delayed in the spirit and in your Christian walk is tossed to and fro. Is unstable. I'm going to meddle a little bit, and this is probably not, I don't know how this is going to come out, but I have been here, I have been in this place before. I believe being tossed to and fro can happen in the church. When you come into a church and you're, the Lord is moving in your life, you're getting excited, and then the next thing you know, somebody offends you, and you run off to the next one. And then you're on fire, man, this is the church. Man, God's here. Hallelujah. I can raise my hands, man. That other church, they were the devil. This is the church. 
And then you, you rub with somebody else. And you do it again. And you know what? What's wrong? It's not the church. If, have you ever heard the statement, if you've never been offended in church, just stick around a little bit. <laughs> there was a story about this guy who got stranded on this island by himself for years. And 25 years later, finally, a boat shows up. And the guy's like, oh, thank goodness. I'm saved. Well, before we leave this island, come see what all I've done here. And he showed him his home. He showed him his garden. showed him everything. And the guy said, what's this building over here? He said, well, that's my church. He said, oh, that's real nice. What's the building next to it? He said, well, that's the church I used to go to. problem's not God the problem's us get ready you're going to get in your job you're going to want to quit don't quit don't quit you got to start all over don't start all over don't start all over in church dig in find your place do something about it don't run off and leave a stinking mess quit stinking the place up and start making the place smell good Let me tell you, I've stunk the place up. I've done it more than once. And I've been wrong. Thank you, Jesus, for grace and mercy. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, I don't deserve the things that, I, that the Lord's done for me. God's just that good. You've been hurt in church? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not the Lord's fault. If the church is preaching the blood of Jesus, is preaching the Spirit of God, is preaching that you need to repent and you need to get your life right and you need to live for Him, it's not the church's problem. I don't care what songs they sing. I don't care how loud the volume is. Of course y'all know that, right? <laughs> you, you need to realize this. You, don't leave here tonight and think, man, that was a good message. No, think, could that be me? Do I need to grow up a little bit? Am I getting tossed to or fro? I don't want to be unstable. I want to be stable. That brings me to the second part of this instability. It's instability. Every time the wind blows, a new doctrine comes. You'll find these spiritual babies being carried along with it. The children of God, the manifested sons. What one will be the next one? What may come next? Maybe it'll be, you know, today it's no denominations. We need to get rid of the denominations. Let me tell you, there will always be a new thing. We're, we're right in the middle of it. We're Southern Baptists, but we don't tell anybody. We're spirit-filled in Baptists. Nobody can get that either. There will be something else to grab hold of. Grab hold of the cross. Get your feet planted in the Word. Everything else will sort itself out. And stay in the church. Stay in the church. John Wesley once wrote something in his journal. It said, to bring people to conversion 
and make no subsequent for their instruction is to beget children for the murderer. We have got to come beyond being a baby. We've got to come beyond our salvation experience. There is so much more. There's more for you. There's more for the church. There's more for your family. The only way to avoid spiritual developmental delays, instability, deception, is to move on through the acknowledging Christ into the unity of the faith, into maturity and into fullness. We have got to start feeding on His Word, on His presence. We have got to start walking according to His plan, knowing His plan, and locking arms with one another and start making a difference. The pinnacle of this whole process is in verse 15 and 16. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causing growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Can you see how important it is, your part? Your part is so, is so important. Proverbs 27 verse 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceit. Can you go back, Blake, to verse 15? It says, uh, Speaking the truth in love. Let me tell you, sometimes the truth hurts, but the truth heals. Even though what you want to hear feels good, there is no substance behind it. There's no future in it. The future's in the truth. The future is in the truth. The pinnacle to the growing up is here, from whom Jesus Christ, the whole body, fitted together and completely compacted by which every joint supplieth. What does that mean? It takes us all to supply the next part. Every joint supplieth. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Making increase into the body of the edifying of itself in love. Even though this seems like a pretty long, complicated sentence. What is it that edifies the body? What is the subject of the sentence? Do you know what the subject of the sentence is? It is body. All that we're talking about here has to do with the body. And the body is incomplete when each part is not in its place. It's the body that makes it, that causes growth. It's everything supplied together that causes growth. It's not the ministries, it's the body. You can sum up this picture in three words. Completeness, 
unity and strength. The whole body is completeness. Fitly joined together, this is unity. And compacted is strength. Then we find, and I'm going to close right here, then we find that every joint, it involves every joint and every part. Every part of the body has to function efficiently and be in its, present pl- in its proper place before the whole body can present this picture. This picture cannot be presented until every part is put into place. You may say, Pastor, does that mean no one ever leaves the church? No, I'm not saying that. The Lord, the Lord moves us. The Lord has a plan, and sometimes it, it's not always what we think it is. So people do come and go correctly. You can leave the church correctly. Y'all agree with that? You can also leave the church incorrectly. But if your time, if God's called you here now, which... Let me tell you, whether you know whether or not you're called here now, I want you to know I believe you're called here now, at this moment, right now. Pastor, I don't know how I got here. I'm just here tonight. Hallelujah. The Lord led you here. By the grace of God, you're here tonight. Can I tell you, by the grace of God, I'm here tonight. But until every joint is in place, until we are functioning fully, as the whole body is supposed to, think about when your, when your pinky toe hurts, really hurts, how it affects your whole body, or let's say your eye, let's say your arm, maybe you got a stomach ache, think about how it affects everything that you do, you cannot work to its fullest. The whole body needs to be functioning properly. If not, all your focus goes to that problem rather than the focus at hand that God's given us. Uh, right now, I've got a, a gum hurting. And it's amazing how something so small can, cause me, can, can have such effect on me, on my thought process, on the way I act, that's all it takes. What I'm, what I'm wanting you to hear from me is that you are so valuable. You are so valuable. And finally, if these conditions are met, the body will build itself up. Under proper conditions, the body of Christ should grow naturally. Do you see it? When we're all working together, we can't keep from growing. When we're split apart, we will not grow. I'm going I'm to close with this example. Have you ever seen uh, Gladiator? Yeah. It's rated R. I know it. I love the movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but when he first goes out as a, as a gladiator to die, everyone that was sent out was sent out to die for spectator, for, for fun. 
you're, you're now called to go out here and die for everybody and let them have a good time. What a calling. And what did he say? This is what uh, Marcus, not Marcus Aurelius, uh, Maximus, what Maximus said was, if we'll stay together, we'll get through it. If we'll stay together. I want to encourage you. I want to charge you. I want to, I want to pump you up and, and ask, ask you to ask this question. What's my part in this church? What should I be doing? God, where should I be? And help find that place. I don't know. I don't know, but God does. God's got a plan, and he's ready for you to be in it now. Right now. What's my place? God's got a place. Right now. Amen? Amen. You guys stand up with me. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your church. Lord, I thank you that you are the creator of the church, Lord. You are the, you are the designer. You are the master builder. And Lord, we were, we were placed here on this earth for the church. We were placed here to worship you. We were placed here to serve you. Lord, I just ask right now that you would begin to speak to each of us. Where's our place? You know, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Where's our place? And Lord, I ask you that we would start to, be, to come into the unity and the fullness of Christ. And that each joint would find its place and start to supply the whole body strength and power. And Lord, let us uh, uh, begin to flow into your ministry. Seeing our city come to you. Thank you, Lord. I just, I just praise you for you are worthy. We love you. And we're going to obey you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great week.